Like they're faux locks. Oh, we can talk about yeah. <laughs> See, that's how loud we That's how I was like, here we go. Talk about some stuff. I was like, um, hey, you start, you underneath. Throw, you throw down, I was like, the I'm from Newcastle. You know, I got, I can rip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you camping. I like the break. I miss that. Yo, oh, that's what, that's what, man. Oh, I keep doing. That's what he used to say. He said, oh, he used to say, oh, they started capping. That was his thing, capping. And he didn't say virtues, he always said capping. Oh, you started capping. You don't remember that. You remember that? Yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna go. When was the last time somebody said capping? Yes. I don't know, man. I'm about to bring it back. I never heard it. Please. Yes, I'm bringing it back. So, this is the pop-off with Marquise. Jay's here, of course. Ain't no question. And we have special guest, my friend Dawn. Hi. <laughs> I went to high school with Dawn, and I feel I've probably known you. So when did you start going to Union? I've always went to Union. Okay, then I then I knew you since mm. kindergarten. You probably the only person I remember the entire time was David Boyles, because <laughs> we really? were always together. How about he didn't know that um, the logo that he created was the new mascot? Oh, and <laughs> yeah, I because I posted on the Facebook page. He was like, "Oh my God, that's such a throwback! Where did you get that?" And I was like, "Um, at the they have it at the school. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying." But to I'm saying every that. time they sell a T-shirt, he should be getting a cut. I know. That's why I said they're not trying to pay him. Of course not. Oh man, that's crazy. Damn, very gorgeous. That. <laughs> that's deep. Anyway, so we're just here drinking some wine and talking. Oh, we were talking about Roseanne. That's right. Hey. Okay, so rumor is that the show's coming back without her, and it's going to be centered around Darlene, which it pretty much was anyways. Yeah, I mean, like this, it's not, you don't have to have it about Roseanne. I mean, the show, yeah, it's called Roseanne, but it's really about, like, middle-class America. So I get all that, but it's still not addressing the issue. It's still, like, Starbucks leaves the main attempt to try to put it out there. Like, why are there not being more discussions? There should be a national discussion just like what with the Kanye and Roseanne thing, they should all be in a room together. It should be televised. Okay, so put Carmen, of- put Carmen in there. Think about it. put Carmen most deaf in there. Well, it'll be like it'll be like the UN representing like black people. Have the rednecks. They can have Larry the Cable Guy or whoever they fuck with Kenny Rogers. You know what I mean? Have the uh, rich white folks. They can have fucking uh, who who be good for the who who be good for rich white folks. There's a, there's plenty of them out there. Donald Trump, obviously, he could be there. And then fucking for the Asians, they can have, uh, there's a whole slew of them. They can fucking have, like, Lucy Liu or somebody like that. You know, then Harold and Kumar could, you know, represent everybody. Like, we could have a fucking UN, like, America, like, UN, everybody represent, like, everybody vote who they want to represent them for each race, and they have a fucking open debate and talk about that shit in the open. Mistake number one would be that they already have money. So they're already going to be out of touch. Well, yeah, they killed, they, killed, they killed Tupac. I know Tupac would have been my first pick. Already uh, be out of touch. Damn. The Ouija board don't move fast enough. I would, I would, if we use the Ouija board, I'll bring Tupac. I, you know, You're you know, not bringing the Ouija board in this house. I'm talking about if, we, if they had a UN convention, oh. I'll bust out the Ouija board. That's like, bust, that's like motherfucker, when you trying to have a, talking about when we sending them little gifts about dance-offs, we have a little gifts. She's like, she's sending people we're doing dance-offs. I dropped the mic, Michael Jackson. Once I bring out Michael Jackson with the moonwalk, it's over. You know it's over. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, gosh. so real quick, you said Kanye West. Kim was at the White House with Donald Trump. He probably grabbed a pussy. That's what he liked to do. Uh, here, here's the thing. He got on tape. I ain't slaying on nobody. He got it on tape. I heard the tape. They playing on HLN. Motherfucker said, you can grab by the pussy. He got money. <laughs> he said, if you got money, you can grab by the pussy. And they let you. Kim Kardashian has a sex tape. A. She likes men with money. A. Re, uh, who's that? Re, Reggie Bush. Um, well, Chris Humphries. I don't know if he got any money. There's you know black, what I'm But she likes black But it's money. Donald Trump, though. It's the president. With them little hands. Grabbing pussy. Did I say anything wrong? I ain't saying nothing wrong. Everything if it I said Barack, is, she would have let him. Everything is saying yes. is facts. Yes, she would. She would have let Barack grab. I don't think Michelle would have let him. Let them. She's scared of Michelle. Together. But Barack Barack's was Michelle. Barack's Barack's smooth though. Barack was hands down the smoothest, slickest, talkiest president. I'm telling you, Barack could have been a pimp. Any you know from what? Chicago, I believe it. Barack didn't have to grab him by the pussy. Barack they had. were all willing. Yeah, but Bill Cosby had to. No, that's Bill, true. You know, he ain't got a slip of me. You know what I mean? He's Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? That that might just be a thing. You know, I don't know. I can't speak on it. I wonder if the Cosby show's on the fire stick, or I wonder if they took that off, too. No, nah, it's on there. Okay. Yeah, they took all that stuff off and then brought it back. No, nah, but TV1, I think TV1 still shows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still want oh, okay. to support it. Yeah, they still show it. I think it was just a little while where they, like, was gone completely, but, like, TV1 brought it back. Maybe they should just take out the creepy gynecological episodes. <laughs> yeah, that is weird though. Like Bill Cosby was a gynecologist right? and like he was letting you know from the beginning. That yeah. He was getting up in there. He liked girls on their back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, C section. Here. Yes. I'll just give you a little and bit you don't gotta, And you don't gotta pull out. You know, she's already pregnant. I'm mad I stayed there and went the course of that right there. I was, what? I was just with you. Waiting to see what you're gonna say. Me too. I'm like, oh, what is and he? Got but I'm just saying, was he like, was. I'm just saying that's probably why he wanted to do the job. I'm just saying, pudding pops. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to love pudding pops. I still love pudding. Yo, pops. Yo, he too. fucked up pudding pops. They're not even the same. Like, if you look at pudding pops, you just think, but even Jello, anything associated with Bill Cosby, you just start giggling to yourself. Here's you the know? thing. I don't like any. I'm not a big fan of Jello, but I loved Jello when we were in high school. Um, I never was a big Jello. That's what I said. I think it depends on who's made yep. it and how they made it. I never was real big on Jello. I do like Jello. You know what I hate? Jello shots. I don't like Jello shots. There's too much work. Because you do like like six of them, just to, you know, to try and get it all in you, and then you just feel like it's like sitting in your stomach. Yeah, I feel like it's too much work to get them out the cup. Yeah, I don't, that's why I don't like that. I don't like all that. I just want to drink. So we were at a wedding. My mom and dad. Okay, and my mom tells my dad to go up to the thing because they had jello shots and get some jello shots. So they bring him back to the table and he brought some for my mom and my sister. And he gives them, and my dad's just, he takes it and he's trying to shoot it. And he's like, Mar, why won't any of this come out? Uh, <laughs> uh, but my dad that. did a jello shot after somebody, you know. He probably, he probably <laughs> don't want to do that again, though. It's no. work. But anyway, back to Roseanne, man. Yeah, back like, to I Roseanne. thought we were talking about Roseanne. I know, for a we bit. kept getting side noted. So anyway, like so what's your take on that? Dawn Dawn's first time? You know? Oh, as far as with Roseanne, 
I really think the only reason her show got canceled was because the president was a black woman. Mm. And you were talking about another black, powerful black woman. Mm. And we're in a culture where black women are often left out of those things like the Me Too and Time is Up movement. Mm -hmm. The black women or women of color typically are getting left behind in those things. And I think she saw uh, instance where she could stand up for women and especially black women. Right. And she took it. Right. But I do think somebody like Fox, who kind of um, feeds off of the feeds off of stuff like that. If ABC doesn't repack, like rebrand it, then I could see like Fox picking it up and them airing it on there because it's the same thing as like with that Last Man Standing. Yeah, Tim Allen, yep. they're trying to bring those shows back that have more of a conservative feel to it because I guess you know people are feeling like they're getting left out. Like there's no middle ground, right? So it's like either you have no black people on TV. Or too many black people on TV for some people. Or what kind of black people? Yeah, on TV? that's what I was like. like. I hate uh, that. What's that? Key and Pell, whatever. Pell, yeah. whatever. I hate that show. Man, that's just too much cooning for me, man. That's way too much cooning. But I don't even really like blackish because like every that's, episode is too. some reference to being black, and I'm like, we know by now that that's what this show is about. I, yeah, I liked and it for the first few seasons, and then I was that's like, that's what keeps it from being. A, they try to branded at first as the new Cosby show Man, but listen, that's what stops nah, it from Cos- being the, the Cosby, Cosby show, show was like they didn't they it was there but it was like it was they didn't have to tell you they right. were black like you're never gonna have a show yeah. like uh, uh, First Prince of Bel Air like they talked about a lot of shit but it was it was just right you know what I mean it was like not an emphasis like it was just a perfect they just happened to be black in living there. in Bel Air yeah and that's the same thing I'll say with the Cosby show they mm. just happened to be black and even when they did talk about things that were more so black culture, it was when uh, Bill Cosby would wear like the HBCU sweatshirts or he'd bring in different artists or like musical mm. guests, something like that, poets or something he would work into the show. Yep. But even then it was still never, the spotlight was never on them being black. Right. Because for somebody probably was watching it and he had on, we'll say a uh, Florida A&M sweatshirt or something. Unless you knew what Florida A&M was, you didn't know he was wearing a black school sweatshirt. Uh-huh. Right. You didn't know that's what that was. Right. And then I think with Blackish, that's what's the difference is that every episode kind of starts off with being black. And I'm like, you're all black. We all know. So it's like, you don't have to keep reminding me that you're black. Right. Mm. But I mean, they might have to do that for the white folks as a reminder. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like how you said the story about the one friend and say, oh, it's just, you know, yeah. gone. It's like, but you still have to acknowledge that I'm black because there's some issues that are still sensitive to me, and I want you to understand that so that maybe you could be sensitive to them too. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's what it comes down to. Please acknowledge that I'm black and notice that we have history, and the history ain't good. We gotta address it. Don't don't run from it. But I feel like though, for black people, the only thing with that is at the same time is if we'll say the man and just that's the the term for white people will just say the man. If the man addresses it, you have to think what's next after that. You will no longer be able to say and to play the role of a victim if you were to get reparations or whatever you're seeking acknowledgement. And that's what comes down to. What do you do next is because too many of us are so easily like easily step into the role of being a victim and laboring everything racist. When in, in say for instance driving down the street you get pulled over by the police. The police didn't necessarily know that you were black, but it could be because your windows were tinted and weed smoke was coming out. They was going to pull over whoever that was. Right. So it's like, you can't sit there in that instance, like, they pulled me over because I was black. No, they were pulling over because you was doing some dumb shit. 
and then you happen to be black. Now, it's another thing if you're just like walking out of a store and like that, you're black. And then they're going above and beyond for something that anybody else you just let walk past. Like Starbucks. Like, that's different. Where it's like, there's plenty of people sitting in Starbucks. I've been in Starbucks, never bought anything. And never had anybody say anything to me. Like, that's different. But if you're doing illegal activity, you cannot turn around and then try to pull the race car. Because then that messes it up for people who legitimately have experienced racism. So then when you sit there and say, well, I experienced this X, Y, and Z... Then when you do need white people, like honestly, for any kind of talks to happen, any kind of change, you need white people. But I got to disagree with you on one point. Because like, even though somebody doing illegal activity, uh, you know, because I, you know, I got friends as criminals, you know what I'm saying? That's what they're into. But the sentencing is not fair. No, the sentencing is different. That I'm just saying along the lines right, of Right, but I'm saying, but, we, but the people that are crying injustice be saying that, hey, I got sentenced to this because I'm black. Yes. And, but you saying, but you said, say illegal activity. Well, I mean illegal activity as if you're getting caught for doing something. Right. You had to get the, the caught, police involved. In no, 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 I'm saying, but the police had to be involved in the first place. Now, right. the sentencing, yes, I'll give you that. Where it's okay. Different. That's, yeah. But my thing is, if you are doing something in the first place to bring the police right. attention towards you. You cannot always be like, oh, I, they're on me because I'm black. No, some of that was you were doing some dumb shit okay. in here when you should have been in the back. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. Now, right. the sentencing and stuff like that, yes, I'll give you. But I'm saying, like, every criminal is not in jail because they black. Right. But, like, in that sense, though, but you're going to have the people that are going to sit there and say, okay, well, so, okay, they was doing illegal activity. That don't mean they had deserve to get their ass whooped. Where they deserve to get no, killed. That, yes. and it, I mean, just by listening to what you're saying, because that's the first thing I per- perked up and said, okay, they was doing dumb shit. Everybody does dumb shit. I mean, a motherfucker that gets a DUI, that was dumb. Yeah, you shouldn't have been driving around drunk. But, you know, that don't mean a person got to die. You know what I mean? A person selling cigarettes illegally. No, that, see, the things die. like that, yes. The cops going to fall. But some of it, it's like where you have serious things like that, but you don't hear out of, say, if there is... 50 arrests and five bad things happen with those. Right. That of these other ones who are screaming racism and other things take away from that five. Right. That's what I'm saying where it's like sometimes with us, we have to start looking at what did I bring on to myself from my actions, not my color, but my actions, because then that way I do some dumb stuff, scream racist. You do something, you get some serious something that shouldn't happen to you. I'm when those Two white people see the same thing. They're over here wanting to go by what I'm saying to devalue what happened to you. But you know what's scary, though, about that, though? When we start saying how I brought attention to myself, then we can't start. We can't be ourselves. We can't dress the way we want to and talk the way we want to. We have to start masking ourselves how we do now when we go on, you know, in certain situations where we're the only black person in the room. As you know, we got to make sure our tone's a certain way so we don't sound too aggressive. We have to talk away because we don't want to be threatening. Yeah. You know, because, like, that's how it is, man. We got to match who we are. Now, what I get from what she's saying is, okay, a cop pulled somebody over because they were going 90 in a 60. So you're speeding, so that, so that person was going to get pulled over. Right. Whether they were black or white. But the interaction and most of the stuff after that yes. is different. different. But if you weren't driving 90 miles an hour in a 65, you probably wouldn't have gotten pulled over to begin with to start that other, you know. Yeah. But let me say this, though. That goes back to that preacher that you just showed me on TV that was, you know, going off on the police. Yeah, okay, the woman was riding around with tags that was expired. 
But like he said, you could have gave her a citation. You didn't have to get, take her car away. So I don't give a fuck. Bottom line is cops better start using their fucking discretion. That's the bottom line. Right. Because the, it's bullshit. I, listen, I've heard white people tell me the same thing. They said, man, 20 years ago, if I was driving drunk, officer such and such would give me a ride home to make sure I got home safe because he knew I had a fucking family. Back, uh, my cousin Dominic, he was, rest his soul, he, he'd be in his 50s now, 60s. I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, in the 70s, when he was out and drinking and partying, he wrecked a few times. From drinking and driving, and the cops just took him home because that's what they did back then. I think now it's more of a, as far as DUI DUIs go, especially around here, it's a fucking money making thing because yeah. they know that they're able to get money off of it. Now, I'm not saying that if a white person got a DUI and a black person got a DUI, that they would both have been treated equally after they got pulled over. That's what you're saying, yeah. right? But if you were drinking and driving and swerving all over the place and being, you know, and driving stupid, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're right where it's like the um, the punishment does not always fit the crime when it comes to black people. No. I'm just saying where it is when it when there are, like, serious instances of injustice. When you have somebody over here crying wolf because you got caught up because you tried to rob a Dollar General and you got hemmed up or whatever versus somebody who literally was just driving down the street, got pulled over for whatever reason and died. Two completely different things. But to people who are just looking and all they're seeing is criminal. Because when you put them, like, when you turn on the news and you see, like, what was it? What's Sandra or whatever her last name was? I forget. But, like, when you see something happen to her. Yes. And when you see something happen to her and the response is, let's see if we can find if she has any criminal history. That's what they're doing. To to plast up on the screen to justify what happened to her. No. That is crazy. But when you have somebody over here who you're like. It's who's something. white and rapes somebody and two people walk up in on it, yes. he's a fucking uh, swimming star. Yes, and it's like, so some of, there is a difference, but I feel like sometimes, like, with black people, while I'm just like, where well, you gotta, we all know, we're all taught, you gotta cross your T's twice and dot your I's twice. Yes. But, and it's like, I feel like with some people where it's like, I hate to tell you to play ball, but in a way, if it means that you're gonna come home at night, to a certain extent, I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you, like, you need to kiss their ass and all sort of stuff. No. But uh, my thing is, to a certain extent, if you know, because I've been with people when they get pulled over and off top got an attitude. I'm just like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, you running your mouth already yep. and I you're going to make this worse. I hate that. Just let them come over here. You were speeding. You were doing what they're saying. Let them come over here, give you this ticket, and let's go on. Yep. Right. right. But instead, you want to get ready to fight. And I'm like, you're making this worse. You're going to make it. Now they want to shine a light all up in the car, see who's all up in here, want to check everybody's IDs, stuff like this, where I'm like, all you had to do was just acknowledge. You don't have to say you were speeding. You don't have to say, no, you don't have to agree necessarily. Like, they say you're speeding, fight the ticket. Go ahead, fight the Uh, ticket. Live to fight the ticket tomorrow. Don't die today and just to not get the ticket. Because you don't even have to be nice. You can just be, yep. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you. you I'll tell you a situation. I'm glad you you said that, right? This one, I was in the Marine Corps. And Martiz, you know the story. My friend told you. He's like, hey, Jay saved my life that night. Mm -hmm. Man, we driving to Virginia Beach. I'm in the wrong. You know, I'm drunk and I'm speeding. You know what I'm saying? We going to, we going to the club. I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. We trying to get to the club. Cop pulls me over. Everything's cool. He's doing whatever. He's like, hey, you know, I'm speeding. He give me a ticket. My boy starts wilding out. Gets out the car and starts beating on my hood, snapping on the on the, on the car. This cop pulled his gun out. I jump out the car. I'm like, 
hey, I got, you know, I just run it, I'm running between them, and he like, you know, he telling him stand down. I was like, so I'm a marine. Look, he one of my marines. Let me tell him. So I, I got to get in the military mode, and and you know, he got into attention this that, and third, and he got back into the car. The cop still has his gun on me. I said, it's all right, it's all right. You know, I had to put my hands up. It's all right. He lowered his weapon and shit, and then he was like, get the fuck out of here. But we almost died that night. So I got a, you know, I got an issue like with my friend acting like that because I understood because you you got a car full of dudes, just like four or five black dudes in the car. You know, we was wrong, we was wrong deep. That's how we roll. Now I understand, he, and he knows we're Marines. He, you know, I told him that. He he was he probably he was probably scared. My boy jumped out. I understand that situation. But when you got fucking twenty motherfuckers. And you got one black dude and one yes. black woman. You got to kill that them. Is cur- that's the part where I say you got crazy. tasers, when Billy. Man, come on, man, and training. When it's the excessiveness, where it's like, come on, man, you in your police training. Where I was like, because even where where I work, which is just like for children's services, so we're dealing with addicts and taking people's kids, and they want to kill us and all kinds of stuff. But we don't have weapons. <laughs> they send us out there with a clipboard and a smile. And a friend of mine almost got shot. Mm. And the police did in that instance. He was a white man. They killed him because he, like, started shooting and stuff like that. But in some of these instances, like, where it's with the police, I do feel like they need to do a better job as far as training. And that's even doing, like, what this thing, this verbal judo, which is supposed to Well, they are doing a, a, a good job of verbal training because they're teaching them to racially discriminate. So, apparently, they're doing a great fucking job. But they have things like, I think there's this like program you can, this training you can go to called Verbal Judo, which is supposed to teach you how to verbally de-escalate situations or even teaching them how to to fight as far as like Brazilian Jitsu. I learned, man, work. Let me tell you something. Words don't work, man. Let me tell you something. People got, you got to give them an example, man. You got to give them an example. I've learned that. I've tried to be humble in 2018. I'm not humble no more. People, People really respect violence. And I'm about that violence, man. If you watch all the television shows, if you watch the music, you listen to the music, everything like that, they only respect violence. Yeah, you might have to pay a consequence. I'm not looking for trouble. I definitely am not. But I will protect my family and I will protect my beliefs. I will not be a victim. And I think everybody should stand up for themselves. And see, and I think the thing, the key thing you put in there is that you don't want to be a victim and you're not looking for trouble. I think the problem is, is even you have too many people who are on the defensive and off top, assume that you're out to get them and they got to protect theirs, that they don't even want to recognize that if they are in the wrong or whatever's going on, where it's like, because I'm all for defending yourself, but I'm also for you having the awareness to assess the situation. Right. Because if you, and that's why I think you see too many of these young kids killing each other, have no, like, even, no, no sense of worth of life, just because it's like nobody... Because everybody's so worried about either getting something or losing something. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you exactly what happened. When somebody was fucking with you, you tell me, tell me after school, you beat their ass right in the classroom. Now they want to start implementing fines and all this other little bullshit. Now it's like kids are getting picked on and they don't have a way to, they can't fight. You know what I mean? So they got to go get guns and shit. You don't have movies like, you can't watch movies like The Karate Kid and where he fucking kicks the bully's ass and shit like that. We cheer it on, but yet we don't want it. Because the bullies are still there. The problems are still there. And the so teachers how do, aren't helping. The teachers ain't helping. They might not know, or they might be part of the problem. Because you know there mm-hmm. is, they do treat certain motherfuckers different. If you play sports, you treat it a, a certain way, then the motherfucking Billy that is, his dad's a drunk and his mom's a drug addict. 
And they, they just say, oh, fuck him. He's probably going to end up like that anyway. And they overlook him. Here, let me uh, let me pay a little attention to little Sammy and little Johnny and all the motherfuckers and make sure we cater his fucking needs. What about that kid? He deserves a fucking chance. Yeah. He got dreams, too. That's yeah. how I feel about it. I'm passionate about what I say, I feel man. like with that, it just depends on, too. It does depend on the school because I even know just at least my kids are only in elementary school. But I just know, like, from the counselors that are that we have and the teachers that we've had in the elementary it so far at least elementary is that they are um real aware but we have a smaller school and i think like some of that though it does depend on because i think you start asking too much of teachers for no money and the issue with that is is you have to draw that line between what is the school's responsibility and what's the parent's responsibility because like my biggest thing i hate to hear is people are like oh this all happens in schools because they took the bible out you got a house why don't you have a bible at your house because the school has not, the schools, it's not the school's job to raise your child, to instill values in your child. But then the, uh-huh. the Bible, the Bible is a, is a, is a tool too, though. Yeah. I mean, why would I want the Bible in, tool, in school for somebody to sit there and tell my, my daughter, if I had a daughter, that she's supposed to be submissive to some man? Yeah. Why do I, I'm not teaching my daughter that. You know what I mean? My daughter's going to be the first one to tell my first sucker dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I'm going to teach my daughter. Like, I'm not telling my daughter you're going to be submissive to no man. you crazy. Yeah. That that book was the reason why we was in chains. You know, there's a, there's an African proverb that said, first they had the Bible, we had the land. Now we got the Bible, they got the land. And that's an African proverb. Yeah. Come on, man. I feel like with the Bible, though, it's still even, um, it's the interpretation and how it's used. Oh, yeah, like no doubt. Because mm-hmm. even, like, when you say the thing about the submissiveness, it's, Everyone has a different definition of what submissive is. But when it comes to the whole school thing, it's just the, um, when people talk about that, like the Bible getting taken out of school, prayer getting taken out of school, I feel like those are the parents who are looking for justification for their child being the way that they are and taking that blame off of themselves. Mm -hmm. And again, I guess that's just because when I'm working in children's services, we see where it is like physical abuse, emotional abuse, neglect, whatever it is, that... Um, I suffered that because I people don't want to say that they're doing something wrong. People don't want to be told they're doing something wrong, and then it's easier to blame somebody else. No accountability. Yes, there's no accountability. But then we also do a good job of not putting accountability on people, and that's why I said a lot of times when white people get upset about um, when black people or Hispanic, Latino, whatever you want to call it. Um, start talking about what their experiences are. I feel like the worst thing I can hear white people say is like, "Oh, I don't see color." Well, if you see me, there's two things you know: I'm a chicken, I'm black. Like, right. There's no denying. That. Right. The question is, is how do you treat me because I am those two things? Right. That if the, if those two things are factors in how you treat me, that's the problem. Right. The problem's not me being black. The problem's not me being a woman. It's your response to that. And instead of like having an honest conversation about their biases or prejudices and the stuff that they try to turn around and be like, oh, well, those issues don't exist like they did 30 years ago. They do. Oh, this isn't, that's not how it is. And oh, well, I don't see color. And I feel like that's their way of just blanketing the issue is being like, I don't see color. As in, I don't do these things. Or they don't but see then you. I know plenty of people on Facebook who I went to high school with who I wonder if I'm the only black person they've ever known longer than five years. Right. Like, right. Or they know that they even even somewhat have a relationship with beyond pick up and drop off at school kind of thing like that. And it's still to this day where you still have like a friend of mine, uh, my son, I should say actually, his friend, and they're 11. 
He his friend is this little white blonde boy. All he hangs out was with the little black boys, and a little black girl is his girlfriend. And my son was like, "Yeah, his dad said he's not allowed to date her because she's black." And I want to go to their house so bad, being like, "Do you know your son only hang out with niggas? Like, how how are you not okay with that? Like, your son is literally." the only white boy in his circle of friends. When you see him get on the computer and he's FaceTiming with his friends when he's playing games, there's no other white kid but him. And I'm like, so for you to be like, oh, they're okay, just not in my house in that way. Like, it's okay for them to come here to visit, but we don't want you living here. Mm. Yeah, and that's, that's how it goes. No, I have a question for you. Explain the difference between... A black person saying, I don't want my child dating a white person. And a white person saying, I don't want my child dating a black person. For me, it's to me, it's not really a difference. Okay. I, what's, the, what's the question? I said, explain the difference between a black man or woman saying, I don't want my child dating a white person. Oh, I know what it is. And a white man or a woman saying, I don't want my child to date a black person. I, I know what it is because they don't, for one... Black people, we try to hold, we cherish that that our black bloodline, the ones that are conscious. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have a lot that aren't conscious. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I could, that's a whole other discussion. But there is ones that are conscious, and they do cherish that just the same way as white people. They cherish that white bloodline. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. I have friends to, that told me when we was in the military, they was from the South. They said, my, my, my family would kill me if I ever brought home a white girl. You know what I'm saying? And they and they meant that shit. Wasn't no joking about it or whatever. They was like, they mouths dropped when I told them. I was like, yeah, I've been with a white woman before. They was like, what? What? What'd they family do? Like, you know what I mean? They was like, man, fuck that. I'll never be with a white woman. Like, my, my grandma will kill me because there's still that pain from everything that happened that nobody wants to address. So white people, you know, they think like, oh, you know, black people, because they already got the stigma that we, you know, we were slaves and this, that, and the third. Nah, we was kings. You know, man, I can go into another story about that. But anyway, uh, that so it's like they're lowering their standards, so black people feel the same way. You know what I mean? Because light skin is frowned upon by some black people. You know what mm. I mean? Because you see that white, and that that comes from like when people sit there and say, "Oh, you light skin and you dark skin." That's really slave talk, man. Because you figure the light skin has favoritism. That's why you had a little animosity because you know he was put into the house. That's really coming from the plantation. We got to stop that because. I'm light skinned and, and, and Dawn, she she's a little bit darker than me. Um, you know I'm what I'm saying? In the middle. Yeah, I'd you been on the front porch. I'd have been on the front porch. Right. I'd have been right there with not you. Not in the house, not in the field. I'd have been the one passing the water from the one to the other. Hold on, let me get the hey, first listen. I'll hand hey, listen, you. I'd have been right there with you until I ran away. But anyway, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Hey, listen. So, you know, Wanda Wakanda forever. So anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh no but i'm just saying like so i understand why there's that saying i don't want the mixing and then there's also the reason because of those books people read those books and well this book says we should be reading god says we should oh. be you know what i mean listen like science will disprove it's okay to mix you can mix all you want so what were you gonna say no 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 i was like to me there was like i don't see a difference because i do believe like i know some people don't think black people can be racist but i do think that you can't be racist racist to me does not know a color right it's because you're choosing these people this way because of what color they are as far as like the what he that what we were talking about i do get what he's saying where it is like um especially as a black woman that it's really frowned upon a lot of times when you see a black dude with a white chick 
And that's only because a lot of the times it's a question of like, you see when people get like upper momentum in their lives, they don't want black girls anymore. They want a white girl. That, and that's that wasn't the like, case with me though. But it's like that you see where they start doing that and that's the thing you associate it where you're just like, or it's the opposite where you have a black dude sometimes who you're like, he don't have no job. He got three, four kids. He ain't doing nothing. And he got the fat white girl sitting over here with him, waiting on but, him hand but, to foot. Can I say something? So, hold on. I but I'll you. just say it. But that's, those are pretty much the two things where you, you look at it and you're like, it's either A, he went and got some money. Now he need the blonde to, so he can have this, show his status. And then you have the other ones where you're like, oh, you ain't got no motivation. So you went and got the fat white chick from the trailer because she okay <laughs> with you sitting in the house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I but that's all. That's all. One, that's all. 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 That's Martine saw me. She grabbed me. What you yes. want me to do? No, yeah, no. And there is that right, too. You know, muscle like, right. You know what the, I mean? What's good? Dennis Rodman's where who and who do decide like, because I'm not going to lie. There are girls who I know like black chicks who I'm like, you're never going to find somebody if you want him to have X, Y, and Z, make this much money, do this, that, and the other. He don't exist at 25. Like, it don't happen. Uh-huh. But then you have, like, the Dennis Rodman's at the same time who were like, oh, back then hoes didn't want me when I was ugly, didn't have this on the other stuff. And you want to say to him, so bad, these white chicks weren't around either because they wouldn't have want your ass. You don't notice some of those dudes who they don't notice that. Like, now like you came up, these women are coming around. Not they feel because they way mamas. Because I'll say one thing you see with white, I will say this, with, like, with black girls, it seems more like we have moms who are like, pushing the independence and like you're gonna do this you're gonna do that blah 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 and are easier on black boys but then i also feel like where they're teaching us to be more independent i feel like sometimes with white women you get more of a they teach their daughters if you want a doctor you go hang out the hospital you want this you go do that to Mm -hmm. get this man you go do this you go do that and so whereas when you have things like when there was years ago when dennis Rodman said all that stuff about like black girls didn't want me before i was famous no the white girls weren't around you didn't even notice that they came around when you was in college playing whatever. That's when they started showing interest yeah, in you. Man. And I was like, but you have to acknowledge that. You can't turn around and be like, oh, now the black girls come around? No, so the white ones has come around now too. But we was here from the bottom. Now, granted, some of them are, they are wrong. I'm, they're materialism, all this right. stuff. Like, you can't be mad because he went and got an Asian girl. You didn't want him either until you saw him in his little BMW. Then all of a sudden, you was interested. The white girl ain't dumb either. She's doing the same thing. And then... But also in defense too, because like there is guys that, that girls they might like the individual, but they don't say nothing. So you might have passed up your chance, and then the white girl did say something. Yeah. So and then there is a difference. There's too, not scenarios it's like how and then how it's the opposite, where you'll see a black guy with a non-black girl, and then I think they even had articles and studies on like black women want to marry black men, and it's hard when. That, that same group of women, which goes to that same thing we're talking about, like a Me Too and gets left out, is for years, even until recent, even still, black women have been told they were not, they were ugly, they weren't the standard. And now it was like their hair isn't professional, their hair isn't right, that natural hair that grows out of their head is not beautiful. Yeah, right. And so it's like, and that's up until recent years where you even seen people starting to embrace their natural hair. And how um, even now where I was like, you'll see like white men or whoever, you hardly ever, even if you turn on TV and things like that, you can go down the street and see countless of black men with non-black women. 
but you will go far and in between sometimes seeing another race of man with a black woman. And then even when you do see him with a black woman, it's usually a type. It's usually like it's either going to be she's going to be light skinned right. like my sister. She going to be um, or she going to be real like Afrocentric, something like that. There's usually something, some type of extreme. Like I always say I'm like your average brown. You don't see the average brown a lot of times with like a white dude or something like that. But like those extreme things, like you see the girl, the most power to the people, fro, dreadlocks, chocolate skin. And there will be this white boy up there snatching her ass. Yeah. And you know but, what though? And like, you know, it's crazy. Like naturally as a black man, I still look at him like, damn man, she, she was a white boy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like I naturally say that because yeah, it's going. You do. I, like, so yeah, you, still be you know, like, well, damn. yeah, you know what I mean. And especially when she's fine, you be like, damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but then there's also, gr- but there's there's beautiful there's like really beautiful sisters that know that they beautiful like that know that they can have to pick a litter and they only go for the white boys. Yes, and I do. Like I know some girls who are like that I work with at work, and she's only nineteen, and she'll take off clothes. She don't do nothing but white dudes. They'd be raggedy looking, but she only doing white. Because she's still like, because of what white people don't sometimes realize is still around the world, white is associated with like upward moment, like upward movement, still seen as a prize. They even got Jesus so, white and he yeah, wasn't white. So I was right, like, you still mean? have it where people like see white as like, you done made it. Because I'm like, shoot, they can say, they don't have to say it, but how many Asians you see with Asians? Most of them be with white. They be people. having them, die, and then the ones they would, they make them dye their hair blonde. Yeah, like I I'm be like, looking at them like you don't even look right. Because I, I hate like, when black girls do you that hear shit. That about like with Asian culture is seeing white as right. Now, there's some black girls look good with it, but I hate it. Like I'm like, yo, like you got be- like let that beauty show, man. All right, so I have to pee, and then I have a question. So you guys can keep talking. Now, I'm, like I said, that's that's a that's a frustrating thing, like I, because like the, there's so many standards that have been put into place, and people just don't like. Like do do them because they're worried about what other people think. Yes. Like you know, what I mean, like who cares? Like if a girl likes a, a, a nerd or a nerd likes a girl, like if they want to date whatever, be with them. You know what I'm saying? Or a motherfucking, you know, if you like big women, be with big women. You know what I'm saying? Or vice versa, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Do you? And that's the problem, man. So many people like like I, I know I could have did better in school, but I was so worried about getting that stigma. Oh, you you were a nerd. Yeah. The white kids, it was cool because they got patted on the head and shit. But we sat there and hated on yeah. each other instead of sitting there saying, "Man, we yeah. competing with these motherfuckers." You understand what I'm saying? Like you understand, we gonna be the ones that's asked out at the end of the day. Yeah. Everything's a competition. I ain't talking about like on some racist shit. Like you competing general, with your you competing yeah. with your classmates. Yeah. And, and we're not bringing that they, home. They don't get that. And then I do think. It goes back to that same thing of like when you uh, speak proper English or whatever and people associate that with being white where it's just like at what point did we all associate ignorance with being black and until we can stop like realize like no nobody wants to be ignorant nobody wants like you can't get paid for ignorance unless you're making YouTube videos and so it's like until we start understanding that where it's like, it's okay to be smart. It's okay to be knowledgeable. It's okay to speak appropriately as far as like, cause I get, I tell my kids all the time, you talk to your friends one way, but when you go to work or you go to school, talk to your teachers, you talk another because nope. everybody in has masks. Like no matter what we say, everyone has masks that we wear. Either it's we, you put on a mask when you go to work, you put on a mask when you're with your spouse or whoever, you have a mask when you're with your mom Cause I'm like I can sit up here and cuss and say all kind of stuff with you, but when my mom comes around, shoop, shoop, 
it changes and you I talk to my mom a different way or it's like or my great aunts things like that where it's like so I'm like there's certain things where it's like okay like you we all have these veils or whatever for certain situations that's yeah, just that's how you, you want some and that's but then it's even that and sometimes it's out of respect no I'm saying you want something like you don't want nobody to see you in that light at the end of the day, it's a one. You can look at, yeah, I'm or you it, like, or 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 you when or when you around a bunch of white people and, and we talk a certain way, we don't want them to see us as the others. We want to be seen as different. But Maybe. even taking like race out, um, you were you you worked at the Gap, right? Okay, I work in retail as well, and they didn't call there's some. There, there's some motherfuckers that you just want to be like, quit being such a fucking asshole. I am not your personal shopper. Yes. Don't throw stuff at me. Don't tell me to do stuff. You know, yeah, I want to tell these people to fuck off, but that's my job. So you smile and then you walk away and you talk shit about them in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> See? And that's why I just mean like what some of it is, I guess you can look at it as you want. You want that sale or you want whatever. Right. But I feel like sometimes it is like, we like having there's still like that level of respect like if you think about it um when you were 10 11 years old or whatever if your mom or your grandmother said something to you this that and the other you would sit there and either you you took it you might go and talk crazy about your mom behind in your room but you made sure she didn't hear you right like and you ain't let nobody else talk crazy yeah yeah Uh and you like you set that you know you knew when to talk to who how when that kind of thing but I feel like nowadays where you see these kids, like you go to the store and you got 11-year-olds telling their mom what they is or ain't going to do, and you're just sitting there looking like, what is going on? But I also feel like that goes into a whole other thing, uh, which could be a whole other conversation, is about how when we start talking about uh, like pro-choice and abortion and the economy and how all that plays together when it comes to like kids. And I'm like, because we live in a society right now where there's grandmas who are 45. Right. We got kids who are, you know, 14, 15 having babies. And how we don't live in the same world where your grandma was home to help you raise your kids. But you also got people people that's dying at 35 with heart attacks. Yes. Like, like I, you know, my friend, he called me up because you know, I had some heart issues uh, last year. I really, like, was stressing. And, like, I had to stop lifting for, like, nine months and shit. Like, I lost, like, that's, you know, I was... Big. I mean, I'm still, you know, straight. But anyway, he called me up. Hey, I feel good. You gotta throw it in. They gotta can't throw see it in. You. Hey, listen. Well, they can see me. So anyway, <laughs> but like my boy called me. He said, "Jay, man, I just want to call you to take care of yourself." He said because I know you be stressing. And I said, "What you mean?" He said, "Man, my dude just died, 35 years old. Man, he said he got to an argument with his son, and they, and he was so mad he left, and he just had a heart attack and died, and didn't even get to make it right with his son." But he said it was also the stress of he had a felony on his record, a couple felonies, and he couldn't get a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put in place by the system. Yeah. So there is a proven fact that with racism, there is a lot of mental illnesses that the black community uh, suffers due to this shit. And, there's, and it's a proven link. You know what I mean? Like, so this, this issue got to be addressed because I know it's fucking with my brain. I don't want it to fuck with my kid's brain. That's why I go so hard. Because I'm trying to make a change. That's why I'm doing my music, which is going to be on tonight. All I know is coming out tonight. I'm putting that out there tonight. And, and we're going to rock Wait, out. What day was that? Tonight. When? Right now. Tonight? That's coming oh, okay. up. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's, I mean, like, like you got, we got to start making some changes, man. We, like, 
Like it's time. It, it, you know we can't. You know the older generation didn't do it, and we should be setting an example for our kids that's coming up. Like that's just gotta start. That's what's gotta happen. I feel like it's like you have to like there were strides that have been made, but it's not done. Because I feel like some people thought that once Barack Obama got elected, like oh my God, race relations, we adopt. You know, we elected. They didn't black even man. put a bill in place but, to protect the community. I don't, I'm not just talking about the black community. Make cops yeah. accountable. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't do nothing wrong, you get a jury of twelve. Quit going having these fucking bench trials because you cool with the judge. You know he's gonna let you up. Yeah. Let yeah. me let let the people judge you. The community that you supposedly protect and serve, that you use your discretion on who you're gonna protect and serve, let them judge you. But you I ain't got feel nothing like to hide, too, right? where it's like some of it when we talk about like what facts, like what black people should like our role in trying to kind of like embrace relations. I feel like some of it is like we have to also be like, is it is the word multifaceted? Like we need to show different sides, mm-hmm. and we don't do that. And I just mean along the lines of like um, how we let one group speak for us, kind of thing. Where it's right. like how I do think like how we need to do like how like within the Hispanic community how they have like Telemundo and Univision, then they have their own everything. If you go other places, you see like Korean television, this, that, and the other, whatever. We have BET, but it's owned by Viacom, which is white. Like, it's so it's like, we have some things, but they still are pretty much entertainment-based and try to sneak in. Mm-hmm. I want to say something. Stuff. But no, no, but I was just going to say is that what, what I mean as far as why we need to show different, like, facets where it's like, a lot of times, like, with some of these kids, especially younger, when they think about, like, black people, what they're thinking of, what they see on TV is, like, the Migos. Or they see, they see like, certain things that are all pushing that same... Yeah, stereotypes. Yeah. Yes, they're pushing that stereotypes. And then that's why I'm sometimes with us is where I'm like, we can't get mad at people for pushing stereotypes when you sitting there singing and dancing and kick, collecting your check. Right. So I was like, you can't sit up here. And I was like, we just need to show different no sides moves. of us. Yeah, like we don't have that. Like how when white people, can you can turn on five different TV stations and you'll see five different things, like different sides, different kinds of white people. But, like, when you go on television for black people, it's usually all or nothing. Like, it's this one type. Mm-hmm. And how it's, like, for some odd reason, it's, like, it's, like, you can only have so much black at one time. Like, I live in a rural area. Like, out, like we're, like, 35 miles from downtown Atlanta. So, there's not a lot of people necessarily coming out that way. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like they can do a better job. Because, like, in Atlanta alone, there's, like, Spelman, Clark Atlanta, Morris right. Brown. There are schools to go and look for if they have people in their and education. And may I ask something like not not being, but where is the where is people the demand at? They're like, why aren't there a voice out there? I want to hear you, and I will join your cause. And people see, what, people be rallying behind you. Like we should be doing it. We um because even too like we were saying at my uh, the school, uh, my kids' school, which is um, Pool Elementary, Dallas, okay. Georgia. Okay. Now, um, we were uh, saying because, like, on the PTA, I was on the, the secretary of the PTA, and I'm the only black person. And so there was a concern by the girl, one somebody on the PTA, that I was going to be trying to bring all these black issues and stuff like that to the forefront. And I was just like, I've, I've never that. even done that. All I've done is just try to make sure that there was awareness as far as if you're going to do these programs, because they wanted to bring to a picture with Santa Day. Mm-hmm. And I asked the lady, I said, well, what's Santa going to look like? And she was like, huh? I said, is Santa going to be white, Hispanic, or black? Well, can Santa be a woman? Because we have a lot of kids in here who are not white. And at their house, Santa looks different. And then she was like, oh, I never even thought about that. 
And I said, that's all I'm doing. I don't care less what you do. But I want you to at least when you make the decision that you made it out, like aware decision. You thought about it. Yes. Because as as a white person, yeah. I probably I was never like, I don't care. I said, I don't care what you do. At the end of the day, do what you do. I was like, but I want you to be aware, like when you're making this decision, be like, oh, maybe we should ask Jason if he wants to be safe. Yeah. I don't want it to be that you naturally assume that everyone's gonna come in here with Mr. Smith and be like, Oh, that's what Santa looks like. No. Because for different kids, Santa looks different. And then um, same thing, like we do this around the world kind of thing where they have different countries and we have like some, we have uh, some black families and we have some African families and stuff. So I was just like, we were in there talking and I was like, um, I said, so last year the co- the countries were all, you know, like European, this, that, and the other. And I was like, so y'all gonna have any countries that are like at least Jamaica? Yeah. Jerk chicken or something. Yeah. There? And the lady was like, it was over it. She goes, and she's real nice. And she was just like, you know what? She's like, you're completely right. Cause she, I think she had forgot. She was like, somebody, I was like, somebody had said something to me about how there were no African countries. There were no anything like that. And you got that sitting in this school. And then there was, she was like, you know what? And she was like, I didn't even think about that. And she was like, but I'm, and so the next year when they did it, I think they had some African, I forget what African country they did. But you brought but awareness. It was, and that's why I said, I was like, I don't care for me personally. You can be racist all you want. Man, you know what I just thought about? Space. You know what I just thought about? Not to cut your thought, hmm. but when we get back to the Roseanne thing, think about how that was really strategically set up. You got a little black girl. So you can't really talk about the race issues on a show. And then you got a black woman who's in the military who's overseas. So she's not really in tune with what's going on. And plus she's limited as what she can say. Mm-hmm, she's yeah, not really involved. So if you really strategically back on the show, we weren't representing the show. No. All right, fuck Roseanne. Get him off the and air. And that's why I said, like, like my mom used to always say, like, my sister is really fair-skinned. She's probably about the same shade as Marquise. And, um... It wasn't until years after I graduated high school, people started asking me if we had a white dad. And I was like, what? I was like, why would you think my dad was white? And they're like, well, we never seen your dad. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, because like my dad died when I was really young and my sister's dad wasn't around. And so anybody always just saw my mom. And I remember somebody was like, we always just thought your dad was white because your sister. And I was like, oh. I said, you know, black folks come in all shades, right? Like, do I need to break out a PowerPoint? I don't think I ever thought that. Yeah, I- somebody asked me the one time if, if, my da- if we had a white dad. And then how it is, it was crazy because I was like, no, who has that? But I think like my mom used to always say about my sister, my sister, because again, my sister's real fair skin. My mom used to always say my sister was the kind of black person that white people were comfortable with. You could, my mom used to always tell her she should be a news anchor. She was like, because you're, you are black enough. So they know you're black, but not so black that it's like, they know you're black. So it was kind of like, not too black. yes, that, so you can get on there and they can question like, mm, what is she, but not black enough where they knew you were black. Uh-huh. She was like, cause that's what they're comfortable with. And, um, it's true. Like, even when you look at that, where Roseanne had a black character, but they didn't have too much interaction. They were so you couldn't have, add a way say that actually she a didn't prop. have it. They were really yes. a prop because she had her where she, you know, licks her food disrespectful and then hands her back a popsicle and it has her doing criminal activity. She had her sitting in the buggy, smashing the case. That's, that's you know what I mean? So you had her playing your little fucking little monkey role. So, um, name on Grey's Anatomy. James Pickens, but I don't know what his character's name is. And he was on the original one. And when I saw him back on there, I was actually pretty surprised because I know he's fucking making so much money off of uh, Grey's Anatomy. Because, like, like, you've experienced 
the stairs being seen with me, you know what I'm saying, also dealt with, you know, personal issues as far as racism. So you actually now have experienced racism just by being with a black man. You know what I'm saying? So now you now you got a little now you can empathize a little bit more. I can never know what somebody feel what somebody else feels and what somebody else goes through. Not to not to not to you have a uh, well, not to you really have that experience because like you know, I like I, I can go in on some shit, man. But I'm telling you, like, it really when you have a mixed child and you're not able to be there or you choose not to be there, whatever the case may be. Like me, I was cast out because you know I was quote unquote not good enough. I'm not gonna really get into all that right now. But how are you gonna explain to your son the questions that he has about the black side of him? Because you can't. We going to you can you can, you only going to talk to him about Dr. King. You ain't going to introduce him to Malcolm X. You work for CYS, so when children are being placed into foster homes, and I had no, asked, man. do you think that they should be placed in the same race that they are? <laughs> no, and no reason I'll tell you why they, they why I say no is because the job that I have is I look for placement for kids, and there are no placements. So we're not really in a position to even care about that. Okay. Because in Georgia, we have we spend thousands, probably millions of dollars putting kids in hotels because there's no foster homes. So it's that whole thing. Because what the problem is, it's not even necessarily, it's race to a certain extent because people, some people don't want black kids. The other issue is people don't want kids like past the age of nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. People they don't want, babies, want yeah. they want babies. Yep. So you have a lot, you have a whole nother <coughs> show about the foster care system and how they don't pay these foster parents enough. Right. You know health, about foster care, right? Well, we got Skype. We, you, we, we can keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> the mental health, these kids, the kids' mental health, the mental health of these foster parents, the, the foster parents in general, foster parents who are looking for children to adopt versus kids to help, the foster parents who sabotage adoptions, and just like how it's really hard out here because once you turn a certain age, people want kids that they can still feel that they can influence, influence yep. and that they... Feel like when Little you get baby, to be a like baby, age. you're gonna ask no questions. You're gonna be yeah. like, "Oh, you had a baby," because like when you going out, like you bring out an older person, they don't look like you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, it's, it's like harder. it's crazy. And then I think some of it, as far as with race, is that a lot of white people where they don't want to admit that they don't know what it's like to be black. Uh-huh. And I experienced and that. Cause I was in for They security. don't know what to do if this child experiences these things. They don't know what to do to um, help that child, like process it and instead of learning how to do man, that some memories, they man. just don't do it at all and so but within the foster care system we're we're pretty much at the whim of the people because yes you do get paid but they don't get paid a lot but you still have to be you have we have to find you to get you to be a foster parent and it's like it's just it's hard and um but what i was going to say too is that it's like when t- talking about like the race thing is if anybody knows me, they all know that I was like, I'm going to adopt these Asian kids, and that's what's going to happen. You said that in I, high school. Yes, I told everyone, I'm getting these two. I'm adopting a boy and a girl Asian. Oh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I love Asian. I contacted an adoption agency. In I do love Asians. They're awesome. I was going to be paying for 13 months. They're, I called an adoption agency. This was like 2008 to see. Like I was like, oh, just let me know what I got to do, this, that, and the other. Me and my husband, I was like, what do we got to do, blah, 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 blah. And we were talking, and at the end, I told the lady, I was like, just a question real quick. And she was like, I said, I'm black. And I've never seen any black people with adopted Asian children. And the first thing she asked me, she goes, well, we're trying to work with them on that. 
and have you ever been to Asia? And I was like, no. Do you have any experience? I was like, no. She's like, so we might have to maybe get you to adopt from like Thailand or the Philippines because they're a little more open. And what people don't realize is, and this is why I say with white people where it's, they're okay with racism as long as they don't have to face it. Right. Because I was like, there's racism in adoption. But white people benefit from it, for therefore they don't say anything about it because they're not aware because it doesn't affect them. And like, so that's the thing where it is, is like you don't have to, I feel like when it comes to this racism and things like that, you don't have to experience it to be aware. And that's why when I was like, as far as like with the PTA and all that stuff, because I can, we can educate you on, from, educate you down. And you can still choose to be ignorant. Right. You're going to do what you're going to do. But you're, you can still choose to be that, but you're not ignorant. You made a choice to be like that. Mm. And that's my thing is where I was like, I want you to be honest about it. You can say, well, I don't know. I don't have any friends who've gone through this or this, that, and the other. I don't know. Uh-huh. Instead of trying to blanket it as, um, because I've had somebody say that to me. They were like, oh, all that stuff was like... 30 years ago, if you would have said X, Y, and Z about racism, but it's not like that now. And I'm like, you really think because you put Obama in the White House that everything was cool? If anything, it got worse. Right. I mean, did you say... Did you, know, you say how much the membership went up in, in the white supremacy groups when he got in office? Oh, they skyrocketed. Yeah, they skyrocketed, and it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter who the fuck is in the White House because you broke just like me. I'm broke just like you. Yeah. Like, we should be motherfucking trying who going to motherfucking benefit you. I don't give a fuck if you put... You know, a woman in there, uh, a gay person, Muslim, whatever, how the fuck is it going to affect me? Yeah. That's all it comes down to. You know what I mean? And, and that's what people ain't looking at. They so worried about motherfucking color, man, and you're not looking at the situation. You, we all we all broke, man. Yeah. There's only a fucking it's, select few that got money, man. Yeah. And it's just the same thing, too, where it's like I was telling someone today, I was like, they were like, are you a Republican? And I was like, no. <clears throat> they are like, are you a Democrat? I said, No. I was like, if I was anything, I was like, I'm a moderate. I was like, maybe a, probably more so of a socialist. And I said, way more of y'all are socialists than y'all realize. I was like, because if you accept food stamps or Medicaid, you're a socialist. I was like, because you are sitting up here benefiting from the work of everybody else when mm-hmm. you take that, get that EBT card every month. I was like, so if you're sitting up here getting government assistance and over here talking about you're a Republican, you're an idiot because they're trying to get, they want to take that away from you. They don't and want. I was like, but you're so worried that there's this black welfare queen with her six kids and six baby daddies living in the projects, taking your money and buying steaks and shrimps. And there's actually more, there's actually more white people on. Yes. on um, I was like, I want you to come to the office that I work in, and you will see predominantly white people in there. And when people are worried about like, oh, illegals are getting my stuff. No, you got to produce your birth certificate and social security card, right. all these other documents in order to get this assistance. They may be living with some, I'm not going to say there's not like fraud within it because yeah. people are going to try to get over because the, if anybody were to look and I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but like the requirements to get like food stamps and all that stuff, you got to be dirt poor. Mm-hmm. That's why you have 15 people living in one house trying to get, because they can't, stamps. they don't have anywhere else to go. Yes. So it's just like little stuff like that where it is like I feel like sometimes with white people it's just so easy to like want to blame this figure that they've done told you exist, good old Reaganomics and all that stuff yeah, that we show you that, that exists that doesn't exist at all. So you have someone to blame for your problems, and then that's like a friend of mine, she's Jamaican, and um, we were talking about because in the South the Confederacy is really big. Like there's oh, yeah, stuff named plantations, oh, fields, yeah. streets are Confederate way, mm-hmm. and there's Confederate memorials hanging up, Confederate flags, everything. 
and me and her were you feel it because she's from new york and we were laughing because i said i was on the phone with her and i said I was like, well, I understand why white people hold on to this whole confederacy thing. And she about cussed me out on the phone in Walmart. I need to hear this one. And I was like, because they always laugh at me because I always thought, so I was like, they always call me devil's advocate because I'm like, the Libra in me is like, well, if you look at it from this angle, like, it, uh, this could be what it is. So she was like, tell me how this exists. And I said, well, honestly, now everybody is pretty much doing bad. But even back then when everyone was doing bad, White people were still the alpha and the omega. They were the judge and the executioner. Even the white women who weren't doing anything were still seen, even poor white people and the white women were seen above us. And now you're staring eye to eye with us and in some cases looking up to us. And I was like, I understand. It's like on King of the Hill, how they hung on to those high school football days. Uh, I was like, that's what they're doing. They're hanging on to a time of where they were, in theory, the better, the best thing. And it's not like that anymore. And some people have a hard time with that. I was like, just like I said, just again, like King of the Hill, where you hang on to these glory days and you don't want to let it go. The thing that's crazy to me is how it's just like it gets passed down from generation to generation, but they don't see how it's racist. Because I'm like, what are you clinging to? Y'all were illiterate, poor. I was like, y'all were living in probably wood cabins that y'all built and like, it you were a sharecropper. Pro- it wasn't a project. It was yes. a trailer park. Yes. Okay. I was like, you were probably a sharecropper, some of your like ancestors. So you was probably next to a couple slaves doing something, doing the same thing or in a different field or whatever. Right. But it was like, um, but I just feel like sometimes that's what it is. They just hold on to that to a point of when they were in theory, especially when Obama was president. Like you truly was hanging on to a time when you were in control. Now you have not just the black man, but you have one who has a white, a white mother and not only was his father black, but he was straight from the motherland. Couldn't get no blacker. Yeah. So this thing that you fear coming to take and taking your white women, not only took your white woman, but produced the most powerful man in the in the world. You were probably shitting your blank pants because your worst nightmare came true. Mm. Like, but people will still say that Donald Trump is the most picked on president and I then I want to rip my hair out and then I'm like I don't know I I get so like worked up and I'm like I can't get myself worked up because these people like I'm not going to change their mind no I'm not so like I just need I I need to stop but I mean the options like at the end of the day though the options are really limited because if you look at as far as judicial systems and economics if you're not looking at say like Europe Canada and maybe certain parts of like Asian companies like this is your best opportunity yeah, yeah. I mean so I, I don't I mean you it's a love hate relationship you know with the circumstance like yeah, I wouldn't do. be anywhere else like yeah I was like, I, like oh, you ain't gonna catch me in Saudi Arabia Mm-mm. you ain't about to catch me in Africa like I acknowledge that like I get so like I get so mad but then I sit there just like if you get in somebody like yeah I'm American you know what I mean you say with yeah. such an arrogance like it's like cause they hate you like, you don't understand. When you go overseas, like, motherfuckers hate I've been overseas. Like, I was in Japan. I was in Korea. And it, like, almost turns, like, into, like, some gangbang and shit. Like, you, like, man, bitch, I'm an American. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you. I'm American. Reppin'. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, you can sit there and bitch and complain all you want. But you go outside of this, 
you gonna want to come back home. Like the motherfuckers be getting caught over in the mother country. <laughs> they be like, yo, yeah. take me back. Yeah, yo, especially please North- negotiate. Yeah, bring me yeah. home. Go go to North Korea. You know what I'm saying? Them motherfuckers be begging to come back. But then even those like situations that kind of goes back to what I'm saying, like you're doing illegal activity kind of thing, and then mad at the consequences. Yeah. You see, typically it's white men who go to North Korea. Or Singapore, or Asian crazy, men, Asian men, where it's like, and they do something, which is you're completely like, why would you even don't take or do political something? science? Yeah, it's like fucked up. Yeah, it's like just disrespectful stuff where you're just like, why would you do that? You wouldn't do that. Here. Remember that dude that got caned and they were trying yes. to get him out of that. I was back in the nineties. That's, or something. No, he stole. He stole. He, he, he stole. He stole uh, some flyers or something. Oh, that was on or something like that. And so I was like, when he <coughs> and he had to get thirty lashes. And white people were like, "No, please, yes. no, please." Like, and it's like, dog, there? like you. That's that's the consequence. That's what they do. You know what there. I mean? Like we've been crying, no, please, for four hundred years. We we were getting our ass whooped. Thirty lashes ain't gonna hurt. You shouldn't have stole the fucking sign. Yeah. And these yeah. people are, are are booking these trips on websites that are called like a. Places your mom won't let you go. Maybe your mom won't let you go for a fucking reason. Yeah. Like, you stole a fucking sign and what you think was going to happen. Mama, you and that ass tore up. You and just especially got, you bought that. when, I'm assuming before you went, you did some kind of like, um, reading up on wherever you're going. Right. Listen, I know he got pro because when, when we, before we went to Japan, I had to go through all these classes about the customs, like the Japanese people, the things you, you know, got to do and stuff like that, like, you know, to be, you know, polite and stuff like that. So I know he had a customs class because, like, Japanese people, Asian people are really big on respect yeah. and I admire that about them. They are really big on respect and being humble and shit like that. So there's like, Certain things, like, you know how, like, I mean, obviously the audience can't see it, but, like, how you gesture somebody to come to you, you can't do it like that because that's how you call a dog. You have to actually do it like this, underhand, you know what I mean, not to disrespect them. Like, little basic things like that that we, you know, we think it's like, you know, like, come on over normal, that's disrespectful for them. But I feel like that's a game where it's, like, the thing you have to worry about when you're being American is, um... You can be American and still be respectful of other cultures and mm-hmm. things like that. Because we just went to Disney World, and there was this guy and his wife and their kids, and they're from Texas. And we're on the bus, and we're asking them, like, oh, what did you, um, what did, where have y'all ate? That kind of thing. And we were telling them, oh, we went to this place called Boma's. It's this African restaurant. And we went to this other place that was Norwegian or whatever. And he goes, he was like, I just want normal food. And I was like, what's normal food? And he's like, oh, we're from Texas. You know, we want, like steak and enchiladas or whatever kind of thing. Okay, why enchiladas is Mexican, motherfucker. Yes, yes. His, I think his wife was uh, Mexican. So we're just sitting there listening to him talk, and I'm just like, this is why people don't like Americans. It's because you're sitting up here, and instead of just being like, oh, it, I, that wasn't my taste, I didn't like it, you know, whatever, you refer to like, oh, I want normal food. And I'm like, well, what is normal? Right. Like, there's that's one of the most, like, I hate to say it in a way, like, you really can't say normal without air quotes because it's like, what is normal? Right. Uh, but it was just like listening to him talk and I was just like, yeah. It's like, this is why people don't like us because he just sounds like this big old, I mean, and he was, I hate to say it, but like, and he was overweight and like everything that was like what they think we are is what he sat there looking uh, like. So it was just like, dude, did, you he, have, wife did, did, did he have his gun exposed? No. God damn. I was like, him and his wife were both big. You know what I mean? You're just like, Everything they think about us is what you're showing. And then it's like, even with her. 
Well, you, now you now you gotta say it out loud. And no, I'm like, just, oh. it was a text message. You know what I mean? So anyway, well, what yeah. were you saying? And then it's it's Derry D E R Y. Oh, I'm sorry, but he, he probably knows. He probably figured it out. But like he, um, it was just crazy because it was just little I used things to spell like better that. than that too. That's and then I just wonder though too. Sometimes it, and again maybe it's because like right if there. you're because I'm black, I'm more aware of that kind of thing of like what I'm saying and what I'm doing. Uh-huh. So some of that stuff, I'm like, let me be aware of who's around, what I'm saying, because I don't want nobody to, like, take what I'm saying wrong or to think this, whatever. Because with me, I often will just say stuff just to be saying it. It doesn't even mean that that's what I think. I'm just saying it because you ain't saying it, just to be different than what you're saying. Just to, like, to kind of get you to be like, you really believe this? Let's put it to the test. Like, but what about such and such? Just to see what uh-huh. you do. Half the stuff, I don't even, I mean, you don't know what I believe. Man, I say shit because I want people to feel that pain look, and look at the perspective, man. Because yeah, you got like, like, to like, really, really look at the perspective, man, that, that the other people's feeling, man. Don't, don't look at it one side, man. This is this is a really big spectrum, man. Yeah. A lot of colors involved. Yeah. So it's just crazy. It's just like, even that when I was just sitting there thinking, I was just like, you're just what that you're every you're right there. That whole little thing about us just talking about food, just prove prove why people don't like us. But um, only salt on the chicken. Oh God! It's like who made the potato salad? Mm. Or those videos? Like, I love who that. put raisins in the macaroni yeah, that, that or Saturday whatever. Night, oh, episode, who put that the Saturday, raisins in the potato that salad? Night, that Saturday Night Live uh, special was funny. Oh man, I love when they do Black Jeopardy. Like, oh my God, I love Black Jeopardy, man. Mm. I forget who. I don't know if it was you or somebody said I judge people on how they season their food. That's that, that's how uh, dark they are. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow, true. I, I don't think it was me. At least I don't think. Oh, no. I don't think it was, but that's true. Because I do, we do. We'll be like, who made it? Oh, S- Susie Smith? Oh, no, Pat. She probably but got cast. But, you do, that with any, but you do that with anybody. Food. I, that's universal, man. Like, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. That ain't just a race thing. That's universal. Because, like, some black people can't cook. I don't give a fuck. Y'all, yes. All black people no, can cook. No, they can't. I said it. But and some Italians can't cook. Some, some can't. Italian can't but cook. at the same time, you are going to be a little more lenient towards oh, some people. Absolutely. Like, you, you might not try. So. Somebody, you might be like Sarah in accounting. Because I don't mess with white folks that can cook. Yes, yeah, some. But at first, you're going to be like, you might be a little like, let me take this spoon. And I'll mess with white folks that can And they'll be like, well, damn, that's oh, good. Okay, we'll get some seconds. But yeah, I have some white people, folks, you might be like, mm. I don't met white folks that have flies in their motherfucking food. While they was cooking, talking about it's going to be ready in five minutes. We, uh, there's extra, you can have some. I was like, no, I'm good, homie. Okay, so, um, oh my God, I was just going to say something about Italian food, and then I forget. Flies on the meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, Yeah you know it's like two hours right Yeah that's fine Alright people gonna listen for two hours I'm with it they, they can always pause it Come back to me I'm here <laughs> Dropping new music tonight okay. Yeah I got um, eight days and okay. I'm a battle round for So you know how we, we have friends that post all this stuff on Facebook about um, 13 things that you, that the, that the white person needs to know about the black person. Like, do you ever read those? No. There's a lot more than 13 things. No, I know. And as soon as it pops up, I'm like, oh, God. Um, and, like, I, the, they, you know, they said one of them. You, you know how you said that I'm as dark as your sister? Yeah. You know, and then how white people are like, oh, after they get the candy, mm, like, well, oh. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm on, look how dark. But I they am. want butt injections and they want their lips big. Yeah, they used to make fun of that stuff. And that's what I was gonna say. Like that's the thing too, where it's like, and then 
going back to sometimes with the whole like interracial thing and like how we were talking about um like Kanye West uh-huh. and Kim Kardashian where it's like you have features that in theory not all cuz I don't see some black girls with no butt but but in theory features that were kind of associated with Hispanic and black women especially black women mm-hmm. were viewed as like ugly you don't want this you need to lose the butt your lips are too big all this other stuff and then now you see white women who get this and then a black dude with them. That's when you want to be like, hold up, y'all. You had to help her pay for that. It was free over here, but you didn't want it. And then that's not always the case. It's not. Because there's some people I do honestly believe, like, if that's who you vibe with, that's who you vibe with. The only time I sometimes wonder is, is I'm just like, okay. It's one thing if you had a pool of women. And this is the one that you're like, oh, I ended up, I talked to her, I talked to her, but this one we have more right. in common with. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The ones I have a problem with is like is when you have a preference. When you're sitting up here, like there was a guy we went to high school with, and I remember I was like, "Oh, you get?" He's like, "I'm getting married." I said, "Please tell me, don't tell me she's white." And he was like, "Oh, she's white." I said, "How you end up with a white girl?" And he was like, "Well, you know, I'm in Pittsburgh," and I said, "That don't mean nothing." I mean, it was like you well, telling me Pittsburgh you, is so fucking diverse. Yeah, that's I was like, I, you I telling Pittsburgh. me? But I feel like in a way, then I said I shouldn't have said that to him because he was defending his choice by. Right. That and I said I, I was I was wrong for making him like defend his choice. But then again, like you don't know what. His but was, at the know? same time, I thought the same thing. Like, there's too many people in Pittsburgh. You tell me you didn't go to one club where there was black folks. You just say you didn't. You might be more comfortable because I understand. Like, if he's still, because how I left Newcastle when I graduated high school and how I am now are two completely different things mm-hmm. almost. And I could say so. I understand that he never really left this area, and it's easy to be. Even now, I kind of say it's a whole lot easier to be with white people than it is black people. And that's only because, like, how we were talking about, like, you can go to the club in jeans, $5 to get in, and no one even cares what you look like. And then how it's like with black people, I felt like it's always, it was always something. Either the way I talked, the hair, the clothes I could afford, to, my mom could afford to buy, or just what I did, things you were interested in. Like, there, it was always something that it was like, you had to fit these things. Like, if it came to sports, you better play basketball, football, baseball. All the other, all the other sports are gay. Even if you have a boy, he can't do anything beyond it. Like, if, especially if you had a boy, couldn't do anything about this. Like, I put my son in gymnastics, and my cousins were like, why you got him in gymnastics? That's gay. And I was like, what? Mysterious. Have you seen the Olympians? Yes. And I even said, if I put him in ballet, do you know Lynn Swan? Tupac? again. Yeah. yeah. So it's like little things with black people that it was like the pressure. Or there's there's pressure to there's be a black. Sti- there's a stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's pressure. Like he, to he's be not masculine black. because he's not doing that. Yes. And then even too, where it's like what people, what black people don't talk about. I know what you're talking about. It is. It's like there's pressure to be black. Like right. there's things that you're supposed to, to that you're supposed to do in order to be down. And then at the same time, you got to be a leader for your like a leader for the black people. And it's like there's so many things. But with white people, you could wear the same damn thing every damn day. Like, if you saw that episode of Atlanta about the FUBU jersey, summed it up perfectly. Where it was like, he was so stressed about this FUBU jersey because him and his other boy had one, and one was real and one wasn't. Mm. And the black kids made it their mission to find out which one was real, which one wasn't. Mm -hmm. He had a white friend who came through and was like, man, dude, I've been wearing this same t-shirt. Like, I wore this shirt three times this week, and ain't nobody said nothing to me. But it, because it was like, well, white people, it's like, black people don't want, don't want to admit it, but it's easier for me. It's so much easier to get around with white people because there wasn't that same mm-hmm. 
pressure. The only thing will get on my nerves is then you, especially in a situation like for me where I was a lot of times the only one. But the, you know what happens though? Can I say something mm-hmm. though? When you become friends with white people, then you start seeing a little racist shit because they start getting comfortable. Yes, that's then what I Then they start say. saying them little racist little that's ass jokes. That's, that's what I start hating. Then I'm like, man, I don't even, I'm like, damn, why am I even hanging the fuck yes, out with you? Like, I don't even want to be around is. you. I hate that's that your, shit. Yes, that's exactly I what hate that said. shit. Like, then you I start thought getting... you was cool. I'm sitting there like thinking I made a friend and you want to start busting out some real racist jokes yeah. and then you want to start sitting there hey man like since we hanging out is it cool like if I say my nigga and shit like I've had motherfuckers ask yeah. me that shit and I look at them like dog like I will stab you man and they're like and they like see I mean it like I'm not playing like we're not that cool and then I don't even fuck with you after no I don't like that shit like fuck that don't and be that's fake what I was gonna me, say man. is that when you are kind of like the only one or yeah. one of a few then you start when they say token, that shit. it's like there's different sides of being token. Yep. You're the one where they can be like, oh, I have black friends. And then they point at you. Or it's you're the one who, if they have any... I'm, I'm fine with you asking me questions as long as it's like you are asking the question because you want to know. Like a genuine... Sure. Like yes. gen, it's genuine. Not just being dumb. And like like he said, like I've had people... When I was in college, this girl walked me and was like, what's up, my nigga? And I was like... And then she looked at me. And I was just like, I said, honestly, I don't care. But don't say that to nobody else. I was like, because that's going to get yourself like, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And I was like, you need to be aware. And then I used to always tell everyone, I was like, I'm a non-threatening shade of black. And so the people, white people feel like they can say anything to me because they don't, for some odd reason, don't look at me and think of me as black. And because um, you'll have people who be like, well, let me ask you this question. And I'm like, whatever. And some of them are like, seriously, like somebody asked me a question, which is something really silly. And they were like, why is it okay for y'all to have black people meet, but we can't have a white people meet? And I said, you know what? That's true. I was like, because if y'all had a white people meet, they would call it racist all day long. I said, but y'all get creative and call it farmersonly.com. So I was like, you just get creative with the names. It's the same thing. Right. I was like, y'all just can't point blank say it, but y'all do the same thing. Right. And then like how people say stuff like, well, they have a BET. Oh my God. I heard that. Y'all have 50,000 stations. If you want to have a show named Wet, White Entertainment Television, <laughs> yes. by all means, go ahead. And I said, you don't even have to have that. You have NBC, ABC, and all these other ones. I was like, that show predominantly, that we have to have campaigns to get shows with people of color uh-huh. on. ABC, there's a reason why ABC is so dominant, because they put Grey's Anatomy and Shonda Rhimes made every show with all Fucking different kinds of I just don't understand why there's Black History Month. Black History Month, it's the shortest month out of the year, but there should, it's like, Black History is American history. It should just be all year round. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be just the shortest month of the year to sit there like, you didn't get fucking 400, close to 500 years of free fucking labor. We done fought in every war that was ever fought in this country, and we fucking went hard. You can tell by history. All the fucking rogue shit we did, we laid it down, men and women. You guys got so much fucking information out of Harriet Tubman. She was a spy. Not only did she fucking free her people, she was a spy. You guys don't even remember. That's a patriot. And you don't even acknowledge her. But you know what I mean? Like, we can get into a whole other conversation. Okay, so two things that I want to ask. Okay. So, remember I said about the, our friends that share those, don't mm-hmm. say these things. And one of them was, don't ask about race and think that your friend is the is the answer to it. But... But like, if they're genuine in what they're saying, you know, in what they're asking, because they don't know. Like I, I'm cool, all about genuine conversation. I'm all about genuine. Con- even if it, like a person is like ignorant, and really doesn't understand, and they really trying to understand. Like I'm all for that. But if you're trying to be dumb 
and just trying to like test my intelligence just to see if you can get one over me. I ain't got time for you. I oh, just don't uh, deal with you. Okay, so like I've had my hair cornrowed before. Where what, what's the line between cultural appropriation and I guess just you get, liking the style? You get a pass because you got a black man. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I swear to God, that's that's. Hey, what am, I, am I right? Though? Am I right though? Because it's like you. It like, depends on what she looked like. Okay, yeah, you're right. It depends. You got, if y'all, whoever's listening, if you can remember back in the day, Ricky Lake, the show, we uh, have different types of black girls, I mean, different types of white girls that date black dudes. Ricky Lake always had the type of white girls that you knew dated nothing but niggas. They had the same haircut, they had the same makeup, long nails, dark lips, like, they had a look. You can tell, yeah. Those ones, you were okay with them having their hair braided, because you already knew off jump, they was the only white person in the group. It's the ones where you're like, oh, I'm in Jamaica for the weekend, and oh, I'm going to get my hair braided. And you're like, yeah. Susie. <laughs> you, ain't even, that ain't even, you ain't even about that life. You're doing it because you done seen Kim Kardashian walk around with her boxer braids. Whatever yeah. was like, those are some cornrows. But you know, the Kim loved that dude. made it seem like it was this, we had a new trend. And yep. I feel like that's what the, when you start getting to appropriation, like, I tell people off top, I am not a Justin Timberlake fan. I can't stand Justin that. Timberlake after he did Janet Jackson. Yes, thank I got you. mad at black. But people. did I say that? Oh yeah, my I goodness! I still get mad at my black long people. My lost sister, I found because it. with black people, I'm like, why are y'all giving Justin Timberlake any of your money? I don't care if he making hit after hit. You don't need to be producing no beat. Yeah, you don't need to be on no song. Y'all shouldn't have nothing to do with him. Then he was on the Super Bowl and did like a Prince tribute, and him and Prince did not get along. They weren't even cool. Because I was like, you, that those are the things when I, like you say, Jason, when we got to start showing our power is when people do us dirty and show us who they are. Yes. We need to remember we have to we have a big problem of not looking past the dollar sign. Yes. And doing things for the money where I'm like, no, we shouldn't have nothing to do with Justin Timberlake. And I only say that is because to sit up here and you want to be down for the cause. You want to be black until shit hit the fan. Yes. And then you run to your white friends, and now you run around yep. talking about you a man of the woods. Thank you. No, homie. Yes. No, no. Thank you. Stay and I knew you, bitch, because I seen you on punk. You was crying when they was taking your <laughs> shit. You called your mom. You didn't even call fucking Lord. You called your mom. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. And I don't think I ain't going to be up there, man. My music's popping. I'm going to be there. I'll call you out. And not only that, but then, like, um, when he went solo, he was so mad that his, um, like for the Grammy or MTV award, I don't know, whatever award that he, w- that he was in the pop category and not R&B. And I'm like, you're still the lead singer from NSYNC, dude. Like, and it's like, and then when shit got hard, you went straight white. So, yeah. Like, you know. I'm, yeah. And, and he has that advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're black, you have nowhere to hide. Like, yes. when you're white, you're able to sit there and denounce that and this, that, and the third. Like, it just, just like when you go into court. Like, uh, uh, little Becky has a drug problem. She gets to go to drug rehab. And, and you know, LaShawna got to go upstate. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not fair. No. It's an injustice being there. Justin Timberlake, nobody was, like, he got, he got catered to. He got the exercise as white privilege. And he's still an A-list celebrity. And why would you be mad at her for somebody ripping her shirt off? That's what I said. That was like, the funny part. He did it. He did not have to rip the pasty off the chest. Like, if I was he walking down the street it. and some dude ripped my shirt off and they were like, oh, indecent exposure, and I'm like, sexual assault. Yeah. He knew what he was doing, that he just played the card and threw Janet under the bus. And my whole thing was is that if he wanted to do right by Janet... 
He should have brought her ass out at the Super Bowl. Yep. I saw and it on he should at page. least He should at least brought her out. Yep. He should at least play, played a Janet song, something to let her know, like, we see you, I see you. And but he didn't, and my whole thing is is like how now. But she might not fuck with him though. She probably don't. But that's why I said just play a song, let her get a check. Mm-hmm. If you don't like me, at least you can show me that you care by cutting me a check. And if right. you'd have played her song, they would have to pay her to play the song. Yeah. You and you had the power to do that. But my whole thing is with him is like what you said is he has the ability of where I want to be black right now. Same thing like with Miley Cyrus. I want to be black right now, and I'm going through my wild phase, and I'm not black anymore. So I'm gonna go over here and do this. But you don't really see no artist like you don't she see did, black she artists. Played, she played that game with that fluidity. She put she sold the hell out that gig. She yeah. her record was number one. Her records was number one popping. She got her checks and then she switched it right up. But like the thing is, wow. is like she can sing in different genres, but she doesn't need to change who she is to sing it. Yeah, you know, like Pink. She did a rock album. She did an R and B album. But she never sold out. Sold she herself. was still who she was. Right. She never sold out. It's respectable. Christina Aguilera too. Right. Christina Aguilera, if you hear this, make a gospel album. Or I'm crazy. You got enough money. Fuck the pop anymore. Go that ahead. Be crazy album. Your voice is black. Go ahead and just embrace it. Quit trying to do this other stuff and go ahead and make you some um, gospel albums. Or just do all balance. Shout out to Western Pennsylvania. Seventeen four in this bitch. But, like, she is, like, but that goes to show you, too, how it's, like, even then, that's, we can almost say where it's, what they coin reverse racism, <clears throat> is, we all know Christina Aguilera could sing. It would be the question of, if she did do, like, a R&B album or, like, a gospel album, would people still buy it? Yeah. I feel like now they would, yes. But in the beginning, she was, her voice, I'm I hate to say it, she sound like a black girl until you see her. But that was only a short period of time no, because, no. Our, like, my dad, like, I remember, like, when I was a kid, he played motherfucking Temptations and all that shit, but then he had, like, white people, like, music, no. like, and I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And he, like, and I talked to people from that era, and they're like, man, music was music. Like, it was Yeah, high, I think it was, it was different when you had, like, um, that 60s, 70s, where yeah. it was still, like, you had, like, people listen to the Commodores in general, mm-hmm. or people listen to, like... The, the Doobie Brothers in general. There was none of that, like, categorizing necessarily. And then just the way to divide it, that you start coming into the categories. But I feel like the difference with this now, once you started doing that and you started trying to market towards a certain thing, like Christina Aguilera, if you hear how she sings now, like, when you really let her sing, that ain't no genie in the bottle. Nope. No. Fuck no. But genie in the bottle and Mickey Mouse Club was the image that they sold to get her. Because there's, there's that whole thing of, like, are they comfortable enough to accept her for her. For is. her. Right. But you we know got her to downplay it. You almost had like a dream girl effect where it was like in dream girls where Effie had the powerhouse <coughs> voice but in order yep. to sell the group they needed Dina so Brit- to come so, up. So Brittany was number, uh, it was the forefront. Yes. Like you could kind of say where if, if they were in a group if Effie was Christina Aguilera and um, Beyonce. Britney Spears Beyonce, Beyonce yep. is like the Dina which is like the Diana Ross mm. where Diana Ross didn't have the best voice she wasn't the strongest singer, right. but she was commercially, she, she was look. the look and commercially she wasn't, her voice even wasn't as aggressive. So it was a, she could cross over mm-hmm. and that's what they did. And that's where it's like, I still see like with, with us, we are still looking to cross over almost like even to like with European artists where yeah. they're trying to cross over into the American market and with like R and B and stuff like that. We got to, you don't really see too many of us cross over to pop where in theory that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. You don't see that, but you can see the white people have that like 
fluidity to go from pop, country, this, that, and the other, and just flow all the way through and call mm-hmm. it a day. Yeah. And nobody questions that. But I ain't gonna lie, like, what's his name from the Hootie and the Blowfish? I was oh, just yeah. gonna say Darius that, Rucker. That was, but, sorry, Darius, but he's, like, just a dark-skinned Brian Gumble. Like, yeah. I was, Everything about him, I was like, I bet you got a white wife. Like, I don't like Tiger Woods either. I bet you got this, that, and the other. There it was. I was like, he, and I hate to be that black person. He was like, man, he is an Uncle Tom. But if you were to think of one, he right there would be a poster child. Yeah. And it is like Tiger Woods. Like, Tiger Woods got big, and you tell people you're Cablasian. Yeah, whatever you're making up, you don't want to be Like, we see your daddy and your mama. Ain't nothing white in there. Like, if it is, it's deep rooted, like in the rest of us. Yeah, man. It is not on the surface levels. But the fact that you didn't want weird to be shit. black. Yeah, you weird shit. And you didn't even want to be Asian, which I'm like, Asian is the other white meat. Like, yeah. that's the pork. Like, yeah, people you... eat pork. He, the fact that you didn't even want to be that, you had to put that white in there, which is like, when you want to start being like, no, we need to have some, you need to talk to a therapist. Some mental stuff is going on where it's like, dude, tell me where this cablasian, I'm like, your daddy black, your mom ain't. You know what, though? But you got to look who he was around. Though. He wasn't around no black people. And that's why I talk about motherfuckers who being be affected. Around. Yeah, who you be around. Like, he got comfortable. He was one of the brothers that got sucked in. He probably has the white friends that they crack mm-hmm. the nigger jokes around him. And he jokes around with him. He probably even tells a few of himself. He probably you know what I mean? like they talk so, about him. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, that's, that's the, you know, he was accepted. He accepted the motherfucker made the fried chicken and watermelon joke. Yeah. Like, I'd have been like, man, what? Nigga, next time I see you with my golf club, I'm fucking you up. Like, that's bottom line. Green jacket and all. Yeah. Like, that's how I'm right. You made the joke? Man, I, one of them pro golfers made that joke about Ty Boy. He's like, oh, that's all right. We're still going to be buddies. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, you should have checked that motherfucker. Like, I'm almost popping. He only said he's almost popping. Shit on him. You know what I mean? When's the last time he won a green jacket? That's what I would did. Anytime that shit on golf, I'll beat him with my golf club. You know, but then again, too, that's just where you see where Tiger Woods is trying to accommodate the crowd. He's trying. That's still that idea. And I know white people, not all, but I still don't think white people understand the power that is whiteness and just how it's like you still have people that truly attain, like, see that as that is the trophy. Like, being accepted by white people is still, like, that is the thing you want. Yep. And be uh, accepted. Because a lot of the times, the things that are maybe associated with being white. It's just like, even if you kind of look at the areas where you live, like usually the better school districts, the bigger houses or little things like that, it's predominantly white areas. Mm, yeah. And those are the things where you, you are trying to get that, like to be successful is almost is equal with being white, like white and success are kind of associated together. Cause you can, not always. Cause you can tell like somebody said, you know where I live? Yeah. You say that sexually, you know, you know who I am? I'm friends with such and such. Yeah. I'm not no ordinary And it's such not always such. like that because, like, there's a guy that we went to high school with who he'll be the first to tell you, oh, I've never, I don't, white privilege, I've never had that. I've worked for everything I got, this, that, and the other. And I, I want to tell him so bad, like, no one's taking that away from you because, yes, there is a whole nother thing with, like, class and things like that. Absolutely. That's a whole nother thing. I was like, but for him, I want to be like, you cannot sit here and tell a black person that I work just as hard as you. And I'm like, that's what the problem is, is that you don't want to wrap your mind around the fact that there are people who are treated different, who have to work two, three times harder than you to get the same thing. One of our friends posted something on Facebook the other day, and I saved it because I knew that it was going to come in handy because I, when you hear it, okay. So white privilege doesn't mean your life hasn't been hard. It means that your skin color 
isn't one of those things making it harder. Yes, and that's what I think, that's what they don't want to admit, because I feel like some people, because once you admit that there is an issue, then you have to deal with it. Right, and And do something about it. Yes, and I feel like for some people, the ignorance is bliss. And I also say at the same time, that's when I get into the whole thing, like when we're talking about like where it's come, like getting pulled over, like you're doing illegal things, like you can't blame all that on your race sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like the the punishment, yes, but I feel like at the same time where it's like... um, you can't at the same time like try to be like always say oh my skin color held me back it's not always because like i've been to school you've been to school with people who we all are afforded the same education the same thing in this area for uh-huh. the most part but if you chose to come to school and act a fool and you want to be in like in school suspension you want to be doing stuff that's getting you hemmed up you can't turn around and be like oh man jason you a punk because you doing x y and z no jason understood that he need to come to school and do x y and z his mama wasn't playing your mama, on the other hand, was letting you run in these streets, doing this, that, and the other. And now you mad because Jason got but, a job. But you know what's sad though, Dawn, is the fact that even though if I was like, even though I wasn't that that way in, in high school, I'm that way now because I, you know, I love that shit. You know, I love crushing it. But if you was that way where you was get a straight A student, you probably still didn't get the opportunities that little Betsy got, where she get to be like. Uh, uh, the, the teacher's little student aide, because you know, because uh, you know she's the little cheerleader and shit like that. That's a little shit like that that helps you get motherfucking. I don't even remember no black people being on public announcements. Now I think about scratch my because you know they, there's favoritism even from them because you, you shout know. out to Union uh, Middle High School and Newcastle. The only reason I say that is because I did not experience that, Mr. Pacella. If you ever listen, I, you I'm let me act the fool, and it was okay. <laughs> me and Neil talk about that every time. <laughs> you let me be a fool. That's a crap. Hey, you know shout what? I, I'm being real. I don't even remember. No, I don't think black people on public announcements. Now let me ask you a question because I know with us you had to be in National Honor Society. And you were there was an issue. I wasn't because that was the problem. Because I remember me and Adrian had talked about that because I didn't have the 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 GPA you had to have to get into it. I didn't have, but I remember Adrian was just like, I don't think that's fair. And I was like, Wow. She was like, Because no, you don't have whatever it was you had to get into it. She was like, But you take X, Y, and Z classes, whereas these other people aren't taking those, and that's not taken into account. That's like that's not fair. Yeah, she's like that's not. She's like that's not fair. She was like, because you're getting, say I got a B in something, whereas somebody else had an A. She's like, but you got your B in AP Biology, and they was in general science. And she was like, that's not fair. And I was just like, eh, it is what it is. I didn't care necessarily about that kind of thing. But I will say that. Shout out Adrian McCullough. Yes. I will say that um, one thing, at least with Union, was where it was a little different for me is that my mom went to union for a little bit. My uncle, everyone knew my uncle because there weren't that many black people. So they all knew my uncle when he went. My aunt worked down down the street at Dr. Page's office. So like everybody knew. So I there was a thing of where it was like, if I did something, someone was going to tell one of them, they would find out. But for the most part, like at when I was at union, and again, that could just be because I didn't act like what they thought was I was going to be like because at the same time being black I would see some of these like do some of the stuff they was doing and I was just like y'all dumb and it was like you making stuff harder on yourself than it got to be for what 
And that's why I say that's what I mean along the lines of where it's like you can't always be like oh, everything's because of my the color of my skin. I only say because like some stuff you are choosing to make this path more difficult for yourself. And I'm like you can't. That's nobody's fault but your own. And that's even the same thing like staying here in Newcastle. I was like, everyone ain't struggling. Everyone ain't here on drugs. Everyone out here doing the same thing. Nah, some doing of that, same. Yeah, and I was like, so some of that, you got to start looking at yourself and taking accountability for your actions, the choices that you made. There's no one saying that there's not, unless you're dead, there's really no point that you can't try to better yourself in mm. some kind of way. It might not be that you're about to go get no job making fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. But you can do something that will at least get you a raise at where you are. Or maybe you start something on the side that's going to help you or something. I was like, but sitting around and waiting for someone to come and make these decisions for you is where I was like, where sometimes I wonder, and this is just for black people, where I'm like, that's still like to me like a slave mentality where you're waiting for the master to come tell you to wake up, mm-hmm. waiting for master to tell you when it's time to go to sleep, yeah. waiting for master to tell you when it's time to do X, Y, and Z. When it's like, so you're not free because you're still waiting for someone else to do things, put food on the table for you, still waiting for you to do whatever. And I always say the same thing when it comes to like with public assistance, where I'm like, you think you getting over because you getting these food stamps and your little welfare check, but really you just a, a slave to another system because I remember it was maybe a couple of years ago, they was cutting food stamps for people. It was only like five, ten dollars and then people was about to have heart attacks. <laughs> and I'm like, but if you are that about to have a heart attack because they cut five, ten dollars from you, then you need to get a job. Like, you need to find a way to better yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen. It might take you some yeah, years. But it. you have to because public assistance to me is a good thing, but it's temporary assistance for needy families. Like, it's temporary. And my thing is, it's like, so at the same time, it's like you need to use that time to get yourself in a better position that you don't need it because at any time they can come in here and just take it away. That's true. Now, a, a problem is, though, when you are on public assistance and then you get a job at say like McDonald's or Walmart, you're making too much that they cut that away from you. So you're better off not even working. And these big corporations that are making a billion dollars a fucking week are like, here's $7 an hour. But you you can still hustle. Like I remember man, when I was down in Virginia, like I used to go, listen, I used to be getting it, man. And I I made some really cool friends and you know, they had me in in the Jets project. Had me in the projects down there, and uh, down there in uh, Newport News. But I remember this woman, man. Every every week, man, she sold plates. You know what I'm talking about with the plates. And uh, she sold the motherfucking chicken plates, whatever the you know pork chop, whatever she was doing. And she had the whole place popping. So you know what I mean. She, she didn't have money, but she made a way. You know what I mean? Make a little extra. And she even made this special, like, I don't know, sweet tea, but nobody, I ain't never had no sweet tea like her, her sweet tea. You know what I mean? She was selling that shit for, you know what I mean? So she was, she was hustling. Like, you can make money, man. If you can cook, man, sell some plates. People want to buy it. Yeah. And that's why I said, like, you ain't got to do criminal activity, but if you want to be a criminal, be a criminal. Like, that's your choice, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you, just like when you pop off talking shit, man, like, whatever happens, like, you bought that. And that's why I said, like, some of it is taking responsibility for your actions. That's it. And then I just was like, that's what I think sometimes is missing is that we have so many people who are looking to blame somebody else for what's, for their lot in life. And some stuff it is, like, there is, like, institutional. Self-victimization. Yeah, because I was like, there is institutional racism. Yes, this system has been around forever. Yes, it is. Anybody saying that it's not, you're crazy. You just want to make yourself feel better at night. 
But I do feel like some of it, it is where it's just like you got to stop. Like two hours. <laughs> you got to stop doing whatever and take your, this your is stuff the show into your mouth. That does it. <laughs> it's awesome. This shit goes on and on, my friend. You put it on. Okay, I have one, one, one more thing, and then and then we'll wrap it up. Let okay. us free. What? Stupid. This is not honest. Dog. Okay. So <laughs> earlier you talked about um, teaching your kids about you know being respectful to cops and you know teaching them you know like interactions and you said you know dotting your eyes and crossing your t's. I know someone who's a who lives in an affluent neighborhood, and they said that their black friend that also lives in the affluent neighborhood was like, oh, no, we've never had to talk to our child about that. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, or then is it just because you live in a rich area that you're not? Because why wouldn't you? That's not a concern. Little Johnny gonna come home. Lamont's not. That's a, that's a real concern. I know, but what I'm saying is the black mother said that she's ne- that, that she never felt the need to have that talk with her child. And she, she's naive. Okay. But do, that, you, do you think it's because she lives in the rich neighborhood? She's not. That, that's why I said Will she's Smith not. And, the Will Smith and Jada Pinkett effect is what I call that. Where you have the means and stuff that you can get your kids out of situations. Okay. So it's not, and they're not thinking about, and depending on who it is and if they're known enough, they're not... They're expecting maybe the police to know who their child is. And plus, they're not going to be out by themselves. Yeah, it's like they're going to they're going to know they're going to know who they are, who they are, or they're going to be with other people who are going to be able to defuse the situation. But I say that's like the Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, as far as like how when Jill, well, they would up there and talk about how oh we raise our kids like they can do whatever their spirit feels they need to do, and they learn from the consequences. And I was like, that's because if they end up in jail, you can pay for them to get out. Right. If something happens, they can say, my dad is Will Smith, and they can get out They're going to make it to jail. I was like, they're going to they're gonna be able to get out of a situation in theory because they could say, this is who I am, this is who I know. But little Daquan and Dontavious, they don't have that. Yep. So they have to have the conversations with them about this is what you do when the police pull you over. And the people, what you say. And the people that, that disagree with me, Prime example is that how is Dylan Roof able to have a trial? Or how was he able to be able to have a trial? Or how is that the kid that, uh, what's his name, Al Cruz, whatever the fuck his name was, that did that, you know, that was that was senseless? But like, how are they able to have a trial, but Eric Gardner can't, and he, all he had was cigarettes? Um, or the, what, or the Sandra last five school shootings that we've had, they've all gotten the, those kids out. But I'm just, but this is this is the frustration that is coming from the black community and people aren't acknowledging that. They get to have their day in court, but you know, Sandra Bland didn't. You know? Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anybody says. If somebody's following me, I'm gonna be like on edge too. Trayvon Martin had every fucking right to be on edge. The police or whoever he talked to nine nine one one told him to sit in the fucking car, mm-hmm. George Zimmerman. He followed him. There was no, I don't give a fuck. If you're following me, I like, I don't know, you might be a fucking serial rapist. He might like black boys. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. There, if, if a fucking guy's following you I'm and running. you fight back and then you shoot him in the chest, like, what the fuck? Right. He would have did time for that. Mm-hmm. You don't feel threatened when somebody's following you? I don't even like motherfuckers staring at me too long. And that's, be, and that's the honest truth. So fuck you if you ride for George Zimmerman. That's how I'm ending the show. <laughs> okay, that's how we're ending the show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Martise M and like me on Facebook, the pop-off with Martise. 
thanks for coming, Dawn. <laughs> Bye, guys. That was like three hours, huh? And now, from his upcoming album, The Lazarus Experiment, here's All I Know from Jay Hall.
Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast. 